Hello, and welcome to our third episode of Parkinson's Empowerment, where we hope to help people with Parkinson's live their best lives. My name is Robin Barclay. I'm a physical therapist and owner of Safe at Home Physical Therapy and Rocksteady Boxing Victor. And today our guest is Marilyn Teal, a.k.a. Tough as Steel. That's her fighter name. Welcome, Marilyn. Good morning. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Marilyn, can you tell us a little bit about um, when you were diagnosed with Parkinson's? I was diagnosed about 20 years ago. I I don't have the exact date, so it's probably been longer than 20 years because I've been saying that for a couple of years. It's it's easier that way. Yeah. So 20 years ago, what um what were your symptoms? What what brought you to the doctor? My legs were bothering me. I had um tremors in my legs. I had a slight tremor in my right hand and I just didn't feel right. And I I knew something wasn't wasn't working correctly and I needed to find out about it. We were at a um someone's lake house and the person we were visiting is a a doctor and he saw me walk and he came up to my husband and he said, you need to take Marilyn to the doctor. Something's not right. And that was the, at the point where we knew we had to take some action. Okay. So did, so when you, you saw the neurologist then after that and they knew right away that it was Parkinson's or were they kind of thinking maybe something else? They checked everything. They I've had back problems, so they checked uh, to see how how my back was doing, my neck, and um, I remember having one test. I think where they put test. They had electric um, nose that they put on my leg and it, and it made my leg twitch. And after that test was over, the doctor said to me, "Do you um, what? What did?" Um, your neurologist thinks is the matter with you. And I mentioned a couple of things, and he looked me in the eye and he said, you do not have ALS. Now let me repeat that. You do not have ALS. Because he knew that I probably was thinking about that, and he was right. Yeah, well, I bet that was a relief. That was a relief. Right. So Parkinson's didn't seem so bad after that. Right. Oh, boy. Um did you have any, so a lot of people have recognized the motor symptoms. Did you have any non-motor symptoms like sweating or some people complain of constipation or anything like that? No, I didn't. They were all out, outer symptoms. And one of the things that one of my friends noticed was when I was walking, I was not swinging my right arm. And I would just say, oh, I didn't wind it up this morning. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that one a lot. Like somebody will say, well, my friend said... Um, well, what'd you do to your shoulder? You know, what, why, what's wrong? And, and people don't even realize they're not swinging their arm. It feels normal to them. And that's part of the problem is your movements get smaller and smaller, but it still feels normal to you. And so that's, that's when, you know, people start to recognize things. Um, so looking back, you, do you look, do you now look back and say, oh, that's what that was? Cause you were pretty, you still are pretty active and exercise a lot. So when you were exercising, did you notice anything? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I felt. I actually felt better when I exercised. Yeah. And we know why now, right? Now <laughs> I know why. Yeah. Um, okay. 
So did you, so you, so you did, you knew about ALS, obviously. Did you, did you know something about Parkinson's when you were diagnosed? I, I only knew that it was uh, something that was not being, I wouldn't, uh, there's no cure for it. Yeah. Okay. But the doctor, um, the neurologist told me to go home and find a book on Parkinson's and read it. And so I went to the bookstore, bought a book that answered a lot of questions, and showed it to him the next time I went in. And he said, what did you think of the book? And I said, I didn't like what I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, um, did at that point, did they um, think that exercise helped with Parkinson's? 20 years ago. Nobody has ever mentioned that exercise has helped. They just know that I've done it. And now they say the the reason I've done so well is because I always have exercise. I was the kind of person that if I didn't have some exercise during the day, I was hard to get along with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you kind of still are. I mean, not that you're hard to get along with, but you are still, I mean, you're still hiking in the woods with your dogs and your walking poles and what are some of the other things you're doing now? Uh, mostly walking, but the most important thing I do is go to rock steady boxing. Yeah. And that was uh, like a miracle for me. I had read about it. I had heard about it on the news, and I didn't think there was any any local chapter. And uh, one day I was working out at the Y and talking to a, a man who said his wife was at I uh, was at a boxing class for Parkinson's, and I asked him where it was, and it was only a couple miles away. I got in the car and drove there and signed up immediately. Yeah, you did. And it's it's the best thing. It's the best thing that that has helped me cope with all the changes that take place when you have when you have Parkinson's. Right, right. And while there are plenty of Rocksteady boxings that are wonderful. Which one do you box at? I I box at Victor. Right. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Rocksteady oh. boxing. And we always have a cheer at the end of the session. Yes, we do. And everybody has a fighter name. And Everyone has a fighter name. Yep. So how did I get my fighter name? Well, my last name is Teal. And I um I have five grandsons. And I asked, I gave them a little contest. I asked them to come up with a fighter name for me. And the oldest one came up with Tough as Steel. <laughs> well, you can read that a couple ways and I'll let you figure it out. Yeah. I always like to add an extra S in the middle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, all right, great. Um, what's your philosophy on life? What keeps you going? Well, I try to enjoy every day. I try to think of um, something that I can do to help someone else. I, I I say in the morning, may I be a blessing to someone. Oh, that's enough. That's a good philosophy. And I know um, that Rocksteady Boxing, um, the main Rocksteady Boxing in Indianapolis, did a write-up on you. And you talked about how one of your philosophies that you blame no one. And do you remember talking about that? I do. Yeah. Well, there's no one to blame. Right. Um, 
I was diagnosed. So my philosophy is, okay, I've got to learn how to live with this and make the best of it. Right. Yeah. And so now I know we can probably all do math, but (laughs) how old are you now, Marilyn? 84. 84. And tell us again some of the, so you're boxing and I know you do other things too. You still hike with your dogs, your Labradors, right? Right. What are um, some of the other things you're doing? Are those the main things that you do? Those are the main things that I do. I like to, I like to go out, do things with my family. Yeah. I have five active grandsons. Well, they're all older now, but they all played um, high school and college sports. So mm-hmm. for a good number of years, I was away every weekend going to some football game or baseball game or soccer game somewhere. Yeah. Nice that you have them, you know, close by so that you can, you can do that. Um, so I was just looking up your uh, the article that they wrote on you, because there was a good quote in here. Of course, I, um, okay, here it is. So in my mid-80s, I, I still have a really full life to lead. I'm in sticking with my blame, no one, expect nothing, and do something philosophy. Rocksteady boxing is the best something that I can do right now to help me live that full life. I have grandchildren to visit, games to go to, dogs to walk, people to see. I'm not afraid of a fight, and I'm going to punch my way through any obstacles that get in my way. Anyone who is newly diagnosed would do well to surround themselves with others who believe the same thing. Rocksteady Boxing is a great place to find that. That was such a nice article that, that you know, they wrote about you. Um, so what would you tell someone, no matter what their age, whether they're 45 or 60, what would you tell them um, when they walk out of the, if you're there, when they walk out of the neurologist's office and they just found out they have Parkinson's? Surround yourself with healthy people. Um, do everything that you can that 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 makes you feel better. Uh, talking to a friend, maybe. Uh, it doesn't have to be someone who has Parkinson's. I um, I don't like to spend a lot of time talking about it. I I I, I deal with it. Everybody knows I I deal with it and. I um, I just keep moving forward and try to be positive about life. Yeah, you have a great outlook and a great attitude. Um, so, Marilyn, um, when you, I know it was a while ago, but um, did you start taking medicines for the Parkinson's right away? The doctor suggested that I, that I wean myself onto the medicine slowly. And then I did. I did take um, what he suggested, and then after a while, I, I cut back on it. And he said that was okay, and so that's the way it's sort of gone. Um, the doctors let me sort of decide how if I need more or not, and I'm I'm still pretty much on the same dosage that I was when I was first diagnosed. Wow, that's pretty good. Twenty years later, so. Do you mind telling us, do you take, it's the carbidopa-levidopa, right? I do. How often do you take that? Um, I take six pills a day. Yeah. One, let me think, one, maybe seven, seven pills Uh a day. 
at various times, 8 o'clock in the morning, I take one. Uh, noon, I take, in the morning, I take one and a half. At noon, I take one. At 3.30, I take one and a half. At 7 o'clock, I take one. And at 10 o'clock, I take two. Okay. So how do you... Do you take them at the same time every day exactly? Well, I I often would run past the time because I would forget about it. But then my son came over and put a, an alarm on my phone whenever I was I'm supposed to take it, and that's been helpful. Yeah, yeah, that because it's so important that you take them. It's at the same time every day, and it, I know it's hard because you take them so often. Um, but it's so important so that they work, you know, most effectively. Yeah. Um, I, some people I know use the alarms on their phones. Like even when they're in class here, their phone alarms will go off and they'll run and take their pill and come back, which is great. Some people um, need a little more help to, to take them on time. But I know I have other people who are at home who use like um, Alexa or Siri or the Google, whatever it's called, to <laughs> go off when they need time to take your medicine um, alarm and then they have to shut it off. There's a lot of different things you can do to remind yourself to take them uh more routinely probably yeah okay so all right well marilyn thank you so much for coming and we hope you come back again and let us know how you're doing and keep on fighting thank you and i'll be i'll be here three times a week at rock study boxing in victor (laughs) all right marilyn thanks a lot